Hey ladies, and welcome to the Water with Lemon podcast. This is Emma Cook, your host, and I am so glad you are here listening today. This is a podcast by a 20-something for 20-somethings in hopes that we can be encouraged, inspired, and challenged in this crazy time of life. So grab something refreshing and let's get going. Today on the podcast, I have Beth McCord from Your Enneagram Coach. Beth is super knowledgeable and full of grace. It was a privilege to talk with her. And no surprise, we chat all about the Enneagram and how it can enhance our walk with the Lord. I hope you enjoy my conversation with Beth McCord. All right, Beth. So thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm so excited to have you. Uh, Yeah, just welcome to the Water with Lemon podcast. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Yes. Tell us a little bit about you. You know, what, what's going on with your life these days? Yeah. So I live just outside of Nashville, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Um, and so actually, you know, it's kind of been a weird, hard week for us. Nashville yes. Yes. Just had the tornadoes some... in, in East Nashville, right? Yes. Well, and actually, so it went through East Nashville and it kept going. And my son mm. is in Cookville, Tennessee at um, Tennessee Tech. And it went all the way out there. And thankfully he was safe, but a lot of destruction and deaths happened even over there. So I was up to like three at night, you know, trying to, you know, let him know, like, no, really, you need to go to the safe place. Like, you know, it's really coming. Um, So, yeah, it's really sad. Like, love Nashville, love the people, Mm -hmm. but it's been really cool to hear how supportive they've been. Um, coming alongside those that had that destruction. But so that's on kind of a sad note, but on a good note, um, my husband and I will have been married 25 years this May. Wow. We got married at 20. And so, yeah. um, And we have two kids, Nate and Libby, who are junior and sophomore in college. So we're empty nesters now. Nice. And um, (laughs) yeah, so I've been sitting the Enneagram for since 2001, almost 20 years before it became popular. Wow. (laughs) Um, and it's just changed, um, our life and how we communicate with one another, our relationship, our personal life. Um, and so it's just been our joy and pleasure for the last four years to start your Enneagram coach and to bring it to where it is today to help others to also experience, you know, just that, um, life of joy and fulfillment in ways I never really thought was possible. Yeah. It is so cool. I, what even got you like started with it? Like how, how did you yeah. even figure out what the Enneagram was? I know it's been around for forever, but yeah. all of a sudden every Christian ever is like, oh my gosh, Enneagram, <laughs> yes. what's my Enneagram? I need to learn more about it. I want to read books about it. You know, so what got you into it? Yeah, well, um, so Jeff, like I said, Jeff and I got married at age 20, and I don't even know myself, let alone him, and we were just stumbling over (laughs) each other all the time, even though our dating life was, like, so glorious, you know, we thought, oh, we're going to be gift to all mankind, right, like, that's what we all think, and then then you get married, and you're like, wait, what just happened, like, it felt like we were playing Twister, stumbling over each other all the time, and like, why do I do what I do, and why do I keep getting frustrated, or why do we keep falling to these same common pitfalls, and that just kept going on for, gosh, years, and so while he was at seminary, um, we were at the time about 26, we had two kiddos, little littles, um, we loved each other, but we were struggling, and so mm-hmm. we had friends that were seeing a counselor uh, as well, and their counselor recommended the Enneagram, and so our friends showed us it and, and handed a book over to us. 
And Jeff being as busy as he was in seminary, kind of thumbed through it and thought it was, you know, interesting, but I just devoured it. Mm -hmm. And I found my type right away. I'm a type nine. And I think one reason why I devoured it is because type nines have this internal fog. They don't know their own desires and abilities and wants and passions um, because it's, it's unclear to them. They tend to merge with others to, to please people, to keep things smooth and harmonious. They'll go along to get along. Um, And so I was able to finally have some new vocabulary to talk with Jeff about what was going on because it was a mystery to me. And so by understanding what was going on inside me at the core, we, it brought so much clarity to myself, but then to our relationship. And then eventually he got into it and then we started to use it in our ministry. So at the time we started to use it, he was an assistant pastor and we would use it for the people in our church and we would see their lives blossom and grow and their marriages blossom and grow. Um, And so it just got to be really intriguing. And so that just kind of carried on for many, many more years until God really showed me clearly um, in 2016 that I needed to start your Enneagram coach. And that is kind of the path we went on. So when did you see it like kind of take off, you know, because mm-hmm. I feel like for a while it wasn't, you know, super popular. And then all of a sudden it was, when did you see like, oh my goodness, all these people are interested yeah. in it now. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and it's a really kind of fun, interesting story. So, um, in 2015, I was working for um, Megan Hyatt Miller and then her dad, Michael Hyatt and Gail Hyatt, um, as personal assistants. And people may not be familiar with them, but Michael Hyatt has this amazing online community and also best-selling author of productivity, leadership, um, building your own platform. So working for them, I kind of got to see behind the scenes of how to do a bunch of stuff. But so I was still a personal assistant at the time, but it was during that year of 2016 when I was starting your Enneagram coach mm-hmm. and kind of building from what they were teaching others to do. Um, in the fall of 2016 is when the Road Back to You came out. Ah, which, mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that, so the Enneagram is basically this neutral tool and anyone that uses it from whatever worldview they have it can be kind of altered in in a sense to fit that worldview. And so Mm. most of the time it's been kind of in, let's say a mystical or new age or different kind of um, in some Christian, maybe Catholic, some different sectors. And so what Ian and Suzanne Stabile did with the road back to you is they kind of brought it into uh, niched it in just into the Christian sphere. Mm -hmm. Um, And so what that was, um, helpful for the Christians to read something a little bit more in their own lingo to see how helpful this would be. Yeah. And so what I was already doing is to really niche it in into a more gospel centered approach to the Enneagram. And so mm-hmm. I was kind of like, if you think of it, I was like on the surfboard, just kind of waiting for the wave and right. kind of things <laughs> ready. And then they launched that book and it was like, whoa, here comes a tsunami. <laughs> you <know>, Prepare yourself. <laughs> Um, so, you know, in God's providence, it just happened to be that, um, God already knew that things were going to be happening as we were preparing. And so mm-hmm. we just kind of caught the wave and was really excited that people would enjoy our perspective on the Enneagram and be able to utilize it to the degree that they are now. 
Mm-hmm. So what does that look like for you? You go around and teach you. I know you have your website and social media and things like that. So what does it mm-hmm. look like for you? Yeah. So um, most people will come into your Enneagram coach and kind of two ways, either Instagram, they'll mm-hmm. find your Enneagram coach there. And we, every two weeks go through a series and every day during the work week, we kind of post um, and a post on that series for a type. And so people can learn about themselves and their relationships in a free way. Um, but they also come into your We have a wonderful free assessment and that just kind of guides people to find their type. It's not definitive. We want people to read their types mm-hmm. or all nine types to really confirm which one is theirs based on their core motivations. But people start to come in there, but our, we have a three-step coaching process called discover, explore, become, and we want people to discover the Enneagram and their type. And then we want to explore their type in a deeper way to experience transformation in their life so that they can become the best version of themselves and becoming more like Christ. Um, And so we do that with our clients. And then we also, that's how we teach our coaches. So right now we have over 800 coaches that have either taken or are taking or become an Enneagram coach course. Mm-hmm. And then to be certified while taking an assessment. And they're actually in 20 different countries around the world. Wow. So we're, we're teaching other people to have their own coaching business or use it in their counseling practices, maybe as pastor or ministry leaders. Some people even do it in their small businesses or HR directors, managers. And so we're not only coaching people and or speaking, but we're also training others to do the same from how we see the Enneagram from our Christian bent. And so it's been really fun because here, if it was just me out there doing it, um, that would be pretty exciting in itself. But now that we've got this army of people who utilize the Enneagram from this gospel centered approach, it's, it's just blessing people all around the world. And that is more thrilling and exciting to me than like anything else. But yeah, I do Mm. go around and I speak, um, do retreats and conferences. Um, Jeff and I wrote a book called Becoming Us, Mm. and it's using the Enneagram to create a thriving gospel centered marriage. And so we have these uh, date nights that we do called Becoming Us live. And Mm go around to different cities and do that um, at churches and just love seeing relationships have these aha moments and then begin to use these tools to have that clarity and understanding, whether it's a spouse or parenting or workplace uh, for people to really have better relationships. That's really so fun for us. Hmm, That is so cool. I love uh, just how you were able to kind of take it as, okay, let's like use the gospel and any, and integrate these uh, two things um, that -hmm. can be really helpful. So what has been like, I mean, maybe for you or even just other people that you've seen, how has it helped you just like in your walk with the Lord? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the big thing, you know, with the Enneagram is understanding like your core motivations. There are four core motivations that really is why you think, feel, and behave in particular ways. Mm -hmm. So you have a core fear, what you're running away from, (laughs) trying to prevent. You have a core desire, the thing that if I just have this, then life will be perfect. And so you're always trying Mm -hmm. to get it. Um, Then we have a core weakness. Other teachers call it the passion of the deadly sin. And this is our Achilles heel, the thorn in our side. (laughs) 
that's always tripping us up, but it reminds us we need Jesus every single day. Um, And then we have a core longing. This is the message our heart longs to hear from others, but that's where Christ actually brings pure satisfaction. Um, He is the spring of living water and he satisfies our core longing. And when we recognize that, that's the key that unlocks everything, all the transformation, like, oh, wait, what I was always longing for, it comes from him. And therefore I don't have to demand it or punish others or the world for not giving me what I already have. So I'll use me as an example. Um, so as a type nine, um, the peaceful mediator, I fear conflict and tension of any kind. I also fear being overlooked and unimportant. Um, I just want peace and harmony and inner stability, relational, um, like togetherness. I don't want to be separated from people, but my core weakness is sloth. And this isn't a physical laziness though. Of course I love my cozy comforts, but this is a inner sloth and not knowing of ourselves because nines merge with others. We go along to get along. We people please because we Mm -hmm. want to, try to not have any kind of tension. Um, But we lose ourselves in the process. We don't even know what our passions are because we just will do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. (laughs) What what do you want me to do? What do you see, you know, for my life? Um, And so what can happen? And then what I long to hear is your presence matters. Um, And so what can happen is I can, let's say in my relationship with my kids or coworkers or my husband, I can always be attuned to, are they happy? Are they pleased? Are they satisfied? Like, what should I do? How can I uh, morph or merge or enmesh with them? Now, it's not that I'm always consciously thinking that. It's like a magnet. I'm being pulled into these um, habits that the personality has. And so I can over-accommodate and people-please and lose myself in the process. Um mm-hmm. And not even know it, like it just kind of is there. But the Enneagram is a great tool and resource because if I'm alert and awake, I can see when I'm starting to, let's say we're driving down the highway, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm starting to veer off course. The Enneagram can be that rumble strip on the highway to alert me when I'm using my nineness in an (laughs) unhealthy way that's veering off course. I'm going to land in that same common pitfall. So when I start to merge with others or lose my voice or don't assert myself, go along to get along too much, then I can use it as an alert system. Be like, wait a second what do I want? Like, what, what is God calling me to, you know, Mm -hmm. is this, is this the right path or is that me trying to make everyone happy? And so I can pause and step back and kind of reassess what's going on so that I don't veer off course. And then I can recalculate and get back on the healthiest trajectory for me, which is becoming more like Christ in the personality style that he created me to have. Mm. So it's not becoming someone else. It's not taking on other personality, like, oh, they have a better personality. No, no, you be you, how God created you to be. So I recognize, oh, I'm a type nine. I need to learn how to assert myself, to have confidence in how God created me. That's not a boastful confidence. That is a like, oh, God created me to bring peace and harmony and to for others to feel valued. Like that is a good thing. And I need to live that out. But I have to assert myself instead of hide. And so all of mm-hmm. these tools help me to understand what is, is the healthiest destination for my type. But what does it look like when I veer off course? And how can I alert myself? Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. I love that. And 
for a while, I I mis- mistook myself for a nine because uh, I see some characteristics of that in myself. Mm-hmm. But you know, usually, and and I want you to clear that, clarify this for me. But usually, you can kind of tell which one you are by like you by your weakness, right? Mm-hmm. Is like mm-hmm. the the <laughs> the nasty parts that you're like, oh, uh oh, yep, that's me. You know, because. <laughs> right. You know, a lot of people are like, well, how can you just, you know, how can all of uh, humankind be wrapped up into nine numbers? You know, mm-hmm. like, how are we each, you know, a specific number? Um, there's a lot, I feel like there's a lot of um, myths out there and just like, or just people who, you know, are a little bit skeptical of it. Um, as far as mm-hmm. like fitting into a certain number. So when people, when people talk about that, when they're like, well, yeah, this is ridiculous because not everybody mm-hmm. can fit. In right. It. What do you usually say to that? Well, I mean, it's what's well, true. And that's <laughs> yeah. the beautiful thing of the Enneagram is that there are nine basic types, but there are many shades of any given type. So think about there being nine colors. So if you see my symbol, um, like my logo, it's the Enneagram is a nine pointed star with a circle around it. Now I don't have the circle around it on my logo, but on my logo, there are nine dots uh, for representing the nine personality types. So like a star, there were little dots on each of those little um, uh, angles. That is what my symbol looks like. Um, And so those nine dots all have different colors. So if we walk into Sherman Williams and we've got blue and teal and green and so on and so forth, when we go to those areas in Sherman Williams, you're going to see a wide variety of shades of that color. Um, And so absolutely, yeah, there are nine basic types. But what's so cool about the Enneagram is there's a wide range of variations and it's a very complex system. Now, I've done a really good job in my courses um, and books and stuff to show you and to break it down into more of like a Cliff Notes version where you're getting the core content, but it's mm-hmm. easy to understand. But for instance, um, every type has what are called wings. These are the two numbers on either side of their main type. Um, it's not, if you take a test, it's not the top two scores, the top three scores. Once you find your main type, it's the two numbers on either side of you. Think about a bird mm-hmm. who has wings. It's directly next to their body. <laughs> um, and so for the type nine, the type nine sits at the top of the star and next to the nine is eight and one. And so as a nine, I, my core is always nine. The reasons why I do what I do are the core motivations of the nine. Um, of what I said earlier to bring peace and harmony and to avoid conflict and all these things. Um, but Right next to me is a type eight. Type eights are the protective challengers. And if I use the eight in a healthy way, I can take on some attributes of the eight in a good way. And I can be more assertive and confident and get things done, but still in a nine-ish way because I'm a nine. Mm -hmm. But if I'm not so healthy, I can use the eight attributes in not such a great way as well. And I, especially around my family, I can get a little bit bigger and stronger and more persistent. Mm -hmm. Um, And, but that can be another rumble strip. 
But if I use my one wing in a healthy way, I can be more accurate and detailed and precise. But if I'm using it in a not healthy way, I can be more judgmental and demanding and critical. And so now I still do it from a nine's perspective. Okay. So the Mm -hmm. nine core, but what, so I am typically, I use eight a little bit more than one, but I use, for me, I use both of them a lot. Some people use them very little. Some use one a ton and the other, not very much. I mean, just think about them as salt and pepper and your seasoning a filet mignon. Different people are going <laughs> to season it differently, but what you want to do is season it so that it brings out the best in the filet mignon, not overpower it or not have very much seasoning at all. Right. And mm. so think of, think of the wings as something like that. Like some people like a lot of salt and some people like, you know, peppercorn, um, you know, uh, black crusted steak. Right. So it, it just all varies, but so I use a lot more of my eight in my everyday life, but I also use my one wing a lot in my work profession, getting details just right. My slideshow presentations and on and on. So I can access my wings. Um, but I use more eight. So when I talk about being a nine, I'm also a nine with an eight wing predominantly. So if you think about every single type, also having wings, you've now shown that there are um, more layers than just those nine types. And that's just one of many layers. So when you start to nuance it more and more, you start to realize it just keeps going and going. And there's a plethora of possibilities. And so even though there's me as a nine and someone else as a nine doesn't mean that we're going to actually look the same. What is the same though, is the core motivations, why we do what we do. And that's why we want to focus in on people finding their type based off the core motivations. Don't look at the outward behaviors because everyone can do the same thing outwardly, but why they do it is different. Yeah. (coughs) Excuse me. Sorry. (coughs) Yeah, it's so true. And I, I didn't realize, so you said that you can wing uh, either way, right? So, you know, mm-hmm. you said you're a nine, so sometimes you can have characteristics of eight or one, because I feel like I've heard you're only one or the other. Like, if you're mm-hmm. a nine, you're only a wing eight, or you're only a wing one, or maybe you don't have a wing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and yeah, so I, I think a lot of people that is um, kind of a misconception, I would say people tend to lean on one more than the other. Um, and that can change. Like a lot of times people, let's say in midlife, they're all of a sudden kind of shifting. Um, yeah. But that's why I love to use the analogy of salt and pepper because it really is, think of, okay, you're at the island and you're cooking and you've got salt and pepper right there. Mm-hmm. If you can see the wings as that salt and pepper, like, huh, what do I need in this situation? So as a nine, when I go speak, remember the core the thoughts of a nine is my presence doesn't matter. My voice doesn't matter. So Mm -hmm. if I go speak somewhere and I allow that to rule me, I'm not going to get up and do a very good job because I'm literally going to be promoting other people and permitting them to think the same way I am. Right. Mm -hmm. So I need to think, okay, what tools do I have at my disposal to help me to grow in this area. So one, as a nine, I can grow in the healthy part of nine by moving, let's say, up to the levels of health, which we call aligning with the truth of the gospel. So I know, believe, and trust that my 
presence matters to Christ so much that he came and died and rose again, all to bring me back to him. So that's huge, right? That that lifts me up like, oh, okay, yeah. So they, people out in the audience, they may not think so, but I now know that my presence matters to Christ and I can move forward. But then I can go, huh, I've got eight right next to me. That's my, let's say salt. <clears throat> and I can like sprinkle the salt of confidence and assertiveness and a go-getting attitude. Why not tap into that, right? Like, hey, mm-hmm. I'm just going to, I mean, the spirit, it's right there. I'm just going to tap into it. I'm going to trust that the spirit's going to bring that into my life. But then before I get on the stage, if I'm tweaking anything, I can tap into my one and go, hey, I need to make sure everything is just so like everything is precise and detailed and there's no, you know, um, typos because ones can get really detailed and all that stuff and really see that. And so that can really help me. Right. Um, but then as we, we haven't gotten into this, but for people to realize that there's two lines, like, you know, a star has all those lines, Mm -hmm. nine has two lines (laughs) that connect to three and six. And so if I look at my three, um, it's another, like, let's say seasoning, but let's say it's like oregano or, you know, some other spice <laughs> that's sitting right there. Then I can go, wait, the three also has um, the ability to shape shift in any given situation and appear successful and to get out there and to have confidence and to know how to connect with the audience. So why don't I tap into that? Um, and then my six has courage at a healthy level. Why don't I tap into that? So what I want people to realize is that the Enneagram is very fluid and there's a Mm -hmm. lot of layers, but once we understand how we can access them in the healthy way and how we slip into the unhealthy patterns, that changes the whole game. So for instance, Mm -hmm. if let's, let's say we step back and we use the same scenario of me going to speak and I, and I'm not in a healthy place. I'm not aligned with the truth of the gospel and my mind is swirling and I'm going to get on stage in a little bit. I'll show you what it can look like. So the nine can start to minimize their voice. I can think, what do I have to say? I'm going to internally feel small. And then if I tap into my eight wing, my eight is going to start to feel maybe an injustice. If anyone starts to represent anything that feels like I don't matter, and Mm -hmm. I'm going to feel a surge of energy inside, but also my one can start to point out maybe things that aren't going right around me and kind of blame shift and be critical. But also my three might want to show off in ways that isn't becoming of who I am trying to get people to notice me. But Mm. then I can uh, also use my six where I'm thinking of the worst case scenarios of all the things that could happen. And that's going to actually make my voice smaller because I'm like, Oh, it is going to happen. And so it's the same nine but it all depends on, am I moving in a healthy uh, trajectory, aligning my, the, my mind and my heart with the truth of the gospel of who I am in him and utilizing all the resources he has at my disposal? Or am I kind of becoming more self-absorbed and thinking in ways that are out of alignment or unhealthy? And it's uh, taking me in a whole different trajectory, which I'm falling into a common pitfall that a nine can uh, fall into. Does that make sense? Yeah. And it's, I always forget about the, the lines that go across. Right. So I kind of forgot about that because I, so I finally figured out for myself that I am a six. Um, It makes the most sense. And especially when somebody, somebody told me that, you know, think about it's, it's who you've always been. Right. So it's like, even think about like your childhood and great, like what makes the most sense for like, 
your motivations for who you've always been. I'm like, oh, mm -hmm, anxiety all the way Mm. through my whole life, you know? But then I also have my my seven, you know, that's Mm. like, oh, I just want to go and do everything. And I like, love being around people and I love just going on spontaneous adventures and, you know, doing fun things. But then I have that like clash of, but I'm also very fearful and think of all the worst case scenarios that come mm-hmm. with that, you know? So it's always mm-hmm. like this clash. And so I forgot about, so six, so I would go to three, three and nine, right? Is that right? Mm-hmm. Six goes yep. to three and nine. I'm like, yep. oh, that makes sense because for a while I thought I was a nine, you know, because right. I have some nine tendencies. Oh, but I also, you know, have some three and I like to be able to perform and achieve and I'm a people pleaser and things like that. So yes, <clears throat> it is really interesting. And I like, you know, it is really cool because, you know, going back to what I said earlier about people thinking it's just, oh, you are one number. No, it's yeah. more about like, uh, adventuring into what are you when you're healthy? What are you mm-hmm. when you're doing well? You know, and you can wing certain areas. So, with you know, just learning about what this is and uh, and how it can relate to uh, just our journey to understand how God created us to be. Like, what you know, what advice or what would you uh, suggest for just twenty somethings? I mean, we this is like you know, perfect for this age group, I feel like, Mm -hmm. I mean, for anybody, but we, I'm 25, Beth, so I'm right Mm -hmm. in the middle, but, um, you know, we are really trying to navigate, like, who God created Mm -hmm. us to be, and we've learned more and more about our tendencies and how we respond to things, because we have a little bit more life than we did when we were in, you know, high school, college, things like that, because that's when you start to kind of figure out you, but you know, now that we've had a little bit of life experience, we're starting to figure out, you know, in conflict with people and things like that, who we are. And so how can we use the Enneagram to kind of uh, apply it to just to just figuring out who God created us to be? Yeah. Well, you know, the biggest thing is to recognize, one, that you were born your type and you saw the world and circumstances through the lens of your type. So a lot of people are like, oh, well, did I become a type because of this incident or trauma or Mm. situation? And you actually, because a lot of people say, oh, well, I became this type because I went through that trauma and those are the things that came out of it. Well, you know, if you have nine siblings and all the siblings are different types and they all went through a certain circumstance, they would have seen it and interpreted it in a different way. And when you talk to your siblings, you're like, what? You saw it that way? Like, how did you see it that way? It was totally this, you know, but that's how the Enneagram works is that we have these lenses. And so what we want to recognize is to give ourselves a lot of grace and compassion that, that God already knows what we struggle with. And that's what he came to rescue us. And so for us to look at a personality with this sense of compassion and empathy and recognize that God is making us new all the time. And so what I'd recommend for young people is to, to find first and foremost, their main type. So I talk about the Enneagram being like an internal GPS. And so you need to find your current location, which is your main Enneagram type. Mm 
Then once you know your main Enneagram type, you're going to be able to see what is the healthiest destination for your type, what it looks like, because the Enneagram is going to, you know, spell out very clearly, hey, when you're doing well, this is what it looks like. And you can pray (laughs) for that and, and ask the Holy Spirit to lead you there. But we also know what it looks like when we veer off course, the Enneagram is going to be very clear on that. And that's where we um, put those rumble strips in our life, where when I, as a nine, start to merge with others, people, please over accommodate, don't uh, speak up for myself and my desires, I know something's going on in my heart and I need to align myself with the truth of the gospel. For you as a six, you can become aware of when you are, um, when your mind is spinning and you're thinking of all worst case scenarios, Mm -hmm. you're taking the blame on yourself for all the responsibilities, thinking that you have to come through for everyone. Those are different things that (laughs) Yeah. Right. Those are the times. Yeah. My husband and son and mom are all sixes. Um, (laughs) Those are the things that can go, Oh wait, I know this feels true. It seems true, but is that really what's going on? And how can I pause and reorient my heart with, with God? Um, And so for for, for you, like you said, for you to understand first and foremost, that your core motivations are six, but you access all these other points at any given moment. Now, what I would suggest is a couple of things for them to learn about the Enneagram and then take it further. First, um, go to your EnneagramCoach.com, take our free assessment, use it as a guiding post, not definitive. Mm-hmm. Keep learning about your types. I would suggest using the coupon code that comes with it. It's 50% off for our Discovering You course. The Discovering You course is two hours, but it's broken down into 14 modules, so they're real short. Um, It also comes with this beautifully designed 16-page workbook that you'll use literally almost daily because it's going to totally help you to understand yourself and those around you. Um, And so that's like this kind of cheat sheet, kind of a life hack, you know, personality hack. uh, workbook for you, but watch that whether with you, your friends, um, learn about how the Enneagram works. And like we were talking about the wings and these lines and all the things I'm going to teach it in a very simple way. And then it's going to also help you to understand all the nine types. And a lot of people are like, I just want to know my type. Well, like we just talked, you've got the wings and then these lines that are, so you actually have five personality types that you really need to focus in on to understand how you are doing at any given moment. Mm-hmm. So then you can probably find your type. So that's discovering you. And that's going to get you really far in understanding the system. Now, once you find your type, you can do uh, one of two things. You can either take or get my book called, um, I have nine books out there called the Enneagram Collection. And there's one on each type. It's a 21 day gift book journal where each day I have about a page and a half on any given topic, like so it could be your wings, maybe one of the lines you're connected to and on and on. And I'm going to break down your personality into these bite-sized lessons. Now, the book is awesome, but it's an appetizer to my Exploring You course. Now, that course is me coaching you through five guide sheets. So there's five coaching sessions, and I'm going to take you really far into understanding your personality, but mainly so that you can start to grow. And mm-hmm. so people are wanting real growth and understanding and transformation. The Exploring You course is really where it's at. That's the heart of what I do mm-hmm. and how I coach, but it's at a fraction of the cost of what I do in private coaching. So mm-hmm. that's a really great place um, for people to take it the next step. But again, the um, 
Enneagram collection might be that first step, you know, maybe it's the appetizer to the main course of exploring you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so those would be kind of things I would suggest, cause I'm literally going to walk you through how to understand the whole system and how to use it personally for yourself. Um, and then it will spill out into relationships as well. That is so cool. I love it. And I, you know, have been interested in it, really interested in it in the past few years, few years, especially, and just in my groups of friends, you know, being able to kind of talk about it and see, you know, it's so helpful in just understanding not only yourself, and I know you've talked about this, but just kind of how others operate. And it's really opened my eyes to, you know, even just like kind of understanding how people work and, you know, why they responded to to things that they did and and helping each other like grow in that, you know, because Mm -hmm. sometimes it can be so hard to understand, like, why did you respond that way? Because it's not a way that we would have responded, but it's because they're wired differently and to be able to kind of have almost like a diagnosis for why, Mm -hmm. you know, like, cause we're all about that. It's like, okay, well, what's the reason behind this? Why do we do this? Um, and, and so I think it is super interesting. And so, uh, it's a cool way to be able to grow. And um, mm-hmm. one more thing that I was thinking about and and that has been brought up to me before is just, you know, some people can um, be held back from it as well, just because they think, you know, um, not only, you know, the whole thing about fitting into one number, but just, you know, the idea of saying I am a six, you know, putting mm-hmm. like that identity on yourself uh, yeah. instead of just like truly remembering like, no, you are not just a six. You right. you have characteristics of a six. You are first and foremost, a child of God. Your right. identity is that you, uh, you are his daughter or you are his son uh, and he's created you um, to, to share his gospel. Mm-hmm. Um, and it can be easy to just go around saying, well, it's because I'm a six, you know, and instead yeah. of like first and foremost, remembering that. So is that something that you kind of try to encourage as well? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, first and foremost, our identity is in Christ, you know, and what he says about us. Um, I do believe he created all nine types to, so that there's diversity in the world, like the body of Christ, so that we can unify and glorify him and bless one another. Um, but yeah, I, we don't want to go around. Here's a big thing. And if I could at, plead with others, do not use the Enneagram as a sword or a shield. Hmm. Don't use it to harm others by being bluntly mean or rude or sarcastic, belittling, maybe thinking that you're being funny, but it's actually going to land on them in a harsh way or a hurtful way because the Enneagram is the most exposing anyone's going to be at any given time. I mean, this literally gets to the core of any person. It feels like someone's read your internal diary. So we want to be very gentle with how we use it, but not only that, we don't want to use it as a sword uh, against ourselves, um, Mm -hmm. harming ourselves, shame, guilt, condemnation. Um, In fact, our mission statement is for us to help people to know themselves with astonishing clarity so that they can break free from self-condemnation, fear, and shame by knowing and experiencing the unconditional love, 
forgiveness and freedom in Christ. So please don't use it as a sword, but then also don't use it as a shield. Like, well, I'm a type nine and we can procrastinate. You're just going to have to deal with it. Or um, <laughs> like for you, I'm a type six. So I just worry and I'm anxious. So just deal with it. You know, like using it as a shield is not going to help others. And in fact, that's not the gospel. The gospel says mm-hmm. that we are to renew our minds and to become more like Christ. Mm-hmm. Now, how we do that though, is by surrendering and depending on him to work in and through us and us walk by faith. It's not us pulling up our bootstraps and just making it happen. Like that's just not going to work. We have to see our brokenness, ask him to help us and he works in and through us. And so we want to use the Enneagram very carefully because that's how, you know, God treats us very carefully and, and with tenderness. And so we want to honor and love one another, but also support each other where they struggle. Mm, that is a super good point in a way that, you know, is we can't use it to, to just say, well, this is how I am. So deal with it or to, mm-hmm. to, to rub it in other people's face. So I, uh, I super appreciate you bringing up that point of just, you know, making sure that we're not using it to just like excuse the way that we are or something like yeah. that. Yep. Um, okay. So, uh, let's jump into our last three questions. These are questions that I ask every guest that comes on the show. Um, and the first one is always trouble because, you know, there's a million things, but what, <laughs> what is one thing that you wish you knew as a 20 something? Oh man. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I told you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, I think what I would love to go back and tell myself is that put your hope in Christ. He has, the work is finished. Like Hmm. it's, it's all okay. It's not about, um, showing off to others or gaining approval or looking like you've got it together. Like he created you in a very beautiful way, no matter what type you are, like he created you that way. So rest in his provision, his care, his love, that he literally embodies a warm embrace. Like Mm -hmm. he sees you for who you are, the broken you that Mm -hmm. maybe others don't see. He knows it. And that's why he came. Like he didn't go, oh, wait, hold on here. Maybe maybe I made a mistake. (laughs) She's too much or she doesn't know what she's doing. No, he knew it all way more than you even know how broken you are. And he came to bring his full self to you. And though I know the world says you should be like this or that, and there's the Pinterest world and the Instagram world and all the things, Mm -hmm. how we could be better. Just drink from the spring of living water, which is Christ that he Mm -hmm. is providing. You are okay though not okay, right? Simultaneous, like you are okay in him and he is working in your brokenness to become more like him. And so the more I could just encourage young people to look at who you are in Christ and rest in his arms as the good shepherd, you Mm -hmm. will find so much more freedom in being free from what the world says you ought to be. Mm -hmm. Just be who you are in him. Mm, it's so good. And especially just in today's world, it is, it is just so hard. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's just, everything is thrown in our face. And so, um, it is good and, and something that I'm trying to grow in myself. So I appreciate that. Yeah. What are you, uh, like reading, listening to watching any of those Beth? 
Yeah. Um, okay. So reading, I'm um, reading, it's called, um, oh gosh, I just slipped my mind. You're good. Something with shame. Um, oh, it's by Kurt Thompson here. I'll look it up real quick. You're good. <laughs> shame, Kurt, because I want to say something that I know it's not the title. Right. Um, <laughs> the soul of shame. Uh-huh. The soul of shame. It's so good. It's from a Christian perspective. It helps us to understand how that shame comes up and why and um, kind of ways to reorient our mind that really kind of frees us from this bondage that we Boy. deal with shame so much. So super good. Super yeah, good. sounds like it. <laughs> Anything else that you're like listening oh. to, watching? I have been, my kids got me on to listening to Bruno Major, not Mars, Bruno Major. Okay. I really am enjoying his music. It's kind of like this sultry, um, I don't know, as as my nineness, but everyone else loves it too, but my nineness kind of likes this. um, There's some songs that are kind of like positive, which I really like as a nine, but then also kind of taps into some of my deeper emotions that I may not necessarily want to tap into all the time, but he Mm -hmm. like does it in a way that's just kind of like refreshing. So, um, and then lately I've been watching, this is kind of funny. uh, I think it's called Secrets of the Zoo. Hmm. And it's like, we're just watching like um, the Tampa Zoo and you get to know all the animals and the kind of the ups and downs that they have and taking care of these animals and the stories that they have. And it's just kind of been really intriguing. It's like, it's nice because with all the other things that we're learning about the world and the <laughs> kind of the chaos, it's mm-hmm. nice to just kind of watch something that's a little bit lighthearted and sweet. Yes. Yeah. So I've kind of enjoyed that because, you know, I'm looking at my phone all the, all day and seeing all the things that are happening in the news. And it's like, Oh my gosh, this is so heavy. Mm-hmm. So it's been nice to have to have this reprieve of yes. just watching these beautiful animals that got created and people taking good care of them. So those are a few things that I'm doing. Yeah, that sounds so interesting. I would I like to check that out. And then lastly, what is refreshing you these days? Anything that's just kind of given you life? Um, yeah, you know, last year we had a really big year. We released 10 books. Uh, we made a course for 45 couple types, eight modules called Becoming Us. And mm-hmm. we redid our big Becoming an Enneagram Coach course. So it's a really big year. And so mm-hmm. I've really enjoyed stepping back and having more life balance. Um, last yeah. year I had no life balance, um, <laughs> <laughs> literally. Um, and that was God, God just, you know, he had that year mapped out and that was great. But then this year, I feel like he said, to me, this year is the year of balance. So that's hard for nine because either we're all in or we're doing nothing. Right. <laughs> so to be there in the middle to keep doing, um, but not too much and not too little um, is a new learning curve for me. And I've, I've really enjoyed it. So I'm enjoying um, sitting outside at bonfires, but also working, you know, and getting things done. And so just that balance has been really kind of refreshing. Yes, that sounds so nice. <laughs> I feel <laughs> like that's always how it is. It's like, one year you were just like the, you know, the whole time you were busy. <laughs> you can't think yes. of anything else except being busy. And then yes. God comes in with a season and you're like, oh, this is what it's like to breathe. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Didn't know about this. <laughs> exactly. So, so I hope that it continues to just be a season of rest for you. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Beth. I really appreciate it. It was super just interesting to get to hear, um, you know, for somebody that's that's just so knowledgeable in this topic. Um, and, and I'm sure I'm going to have so many 
uh, of my listeners interested in finding out more. And so thank you for just being faithful to this ministry and uh, through the Enneagram and, and for just giving us a little bit of insight into how we can grow and learn in it. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. It was a joy. Yes. Thank you, Beth. Thank you guys so much for listening in today. It was so great to talk with Beth about something she is so passionate about, and I hope you learned something too. I encourage you to check out her book, Becoming Us, and take a look at all the resources she has on your Enneagram coach, because if you haven't heard of it already, you need to. Also, don't forget our comfy, cozy, COVID-approved sweatshirts that are marked down by 50%. So visit the shop on our website and use the code CLOSEOUT. That's capital C-L-O-S-E-O-U-T at checkout. Secondly, if you're a human being, you've probably been affected by the coronavirus. In this global movement, it's imperative we remember the Lord is sovereign and worthy of our trust. Check out the show notes to download my free guide to being still. My hope in this is that it will help you wait on the Lord, reflect on His goodness and His power in this time. Lastly, would you consider joining my Patreon team? Right now, I'm asking donors to give $5 a month to help me cover the costs of running the show. I'm so thankful for those of you who have supported me so far and look forward to continue to put out content because of you. Please let me know how I can be praying for you during this crazy time. I'm thinking of you guys often. Stay fresh, my people, and wash your hands.